What is up, Steel Studians? Happy Tuesday, October 19, 2021, and welcome to episode number 128 of the study session here on the Still Study. I am your host, Jeremy Ritz, welcoming you to this Tuesday. Can't believe it's episode number 128. I feel like I've blinked and we went from 100 to 128, and before you know it, it's going to be 200. But my gratitude to you for being a supporter of The Still Study, for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to The Still Study podcast. It does mean the world to me. Please continue to share with your family and friends to help me spread the message of The Still Study. And also, please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. But again, my appreciation and gratitude to you, you beautiful, beautiful studians. Also, please be sure to check out the website that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. We just recorded a new episode today. It is up. Check it out. We have an audio and a YouTube version of that. We are currently working on the video quality for YouTube. It's really dark when we record. It's at 5 a.m. Got to get a light for my Mac but check that out. Jim's a very insightful guy. He's been covering the Steelers since 1995. He's got great insight. I think you'll enjoy it. But let's get after it. I want to spend some more time going through this game. Steelers beating the Seahawks 23-20. And really, the last two weeks, they've both been wins, but they've both been ugly. There was probably more encouraging in that Denver win than there was in the Seattle win. Because I'm going to get into some critiques of the team, I'm going to start with the positives. Again, a lot to go through here. But I'll give credit to this team's resolve and willingness to persevere and not quit because there were multiple opportunities in that game Sunday night where the team could have laid down and gave up, but that didn't happen. TJ Watt, who was quiet on the stat sheet for most of the game, he did have some batted passes, came through in a big way on consecutive drives, no play bigger than his strip sack of Geno Smith that was recovered by Devin Bush, and that really, that won the game. That's that's now TJ's play. I talked about this offseason, if he wanted to, elevate into the echelon of defensive players of the year. He had to have some of those game-changing plays, and he had one. And if it wasn't for that play, who knows? This game could have been a tie or a loss. So this team has resolve. They have effort, perseverance, grittiness. But in totality, the way that I see this team And this is just right now because, again, the word that we keep using this year is process. That's the theme this year, process. Right now, the Steelers are an average team with an above-average resolve. Let me say that again. They are an average team with an above-average resolve. So what does that essentially mean? That means that on both sides of the ball, they are playing at an average level. But they are persevering, they are not quitting, and they're giving themselves opportunities to win. We saw that Sunday night. 
Now, does it mean that they're condemned to that spot for the season? No, but it has to get better if they're going to legitimately compete. And that's going to happen right after this bye week when they take on the Cleveland Browns. But defensively, that's where a lot of the questions are after the Seahawks game. And that's not to absolve the offense because there are issues there too, and we'll get to those. But defensively, just tackling, fundamental tackling, was a major issue in the Seahawks contest. Guys not wrapping up. Guys trying to arm tackle. Guys, I don't know if they're too focused on forcing a fumble or a strip because you could see them ripping and punching. Punching, yeah. Referencing TJ there. If they're so focused on causing a turnover that they're in turn missing the tackle or going for the kill shot. Time needs to be spent this bye week revisiting the fundamentals of wrapping up the ball carrier and making the tackle. Again, that's a fundamental skill. That's something that can be improved. But that has to be better. Has to be better. Something else that needs to be better is the ability not only for Keith Butler to make adjustments when necessary. I'll reference that third quarter again when they just kept getting gashed and gashed and gashed by Alex Collins. They were playing in a defense designed to stop the pass, two defensive linemen, and the Seahawks just teed up and blew the Steelers off the ball. And there were massive running lanes there. But what needs to be able to happen is the Steelers have to be able to seamlessly shift in and out of defensive packages, shift personnel so that they are able to match what the offense is going to bring against them. And it took too many big runs by Seattle before any adjustment was made. They have to be quicker with that. Because that rushing attack and the lack of adjustment resulted in two touchdowns. So again, better fluidity and and shifting, getting personnel in and off the field to match what the offense is doing. And I know if it's a hurry up, no huddle, it's difficult to do that. But how can you expect a defense to stop the run with only two defensive linemen, two down linemen? The outside linebackers played well. We're going to give them credit. But where's the splash in the secondary? Where's the splash been? We're not seeing guys be playmakers. And I know they have a lot of young guys there in the secondary. Cameron Sutton, I'll lump into that category because he doesn't have the experience as a starter outside yet. He's getting that. He's going to grow. He's going to get better. Again, process. But Joe Hayden, and again, he's a year older. He's a step slower. Yeah, I get all that. How about Minka Fitzpatrick? For all 
the dynamic playmaking ability he showcased in his first year with the team. He took slightly a step back last year, but this year he has been non-existent. And this may seem harsh, but it seems like every time that I'm seeing Fitzpatrick on the field, he's making a tackle 10, 12 yards down the field, or he's whiffing on a tackle, or he's out of position and coverage. Something just seems off in terms of his performance at the moment. And I'm not sure what it is. But these guys need to make plays. If this defense, which was assumed to be the strength of the team, is to help the Steelers compete for a playoff spot, they have to be better. They have to be better. They have the bye week to self-study, to identify where they need to grow, to work on that, and probably something else that needs to be acknowledged, just some time for these guys to get away. They've been football, football, football since the start of training camp. So getting a break, getting an opportunity to just disconnect from the game for a bit is important. So that may benefit this team as well. Shifting over to the offensive side of the football. Again, they were just meh, average. Ben Roethlisberger, average. There was nothing from his game outside of that pass to Deontay Johnson, left side of the field, where he put it where only Johnson could get it. But his game was okay. And he continues to throw directly at defenders and lucks out because they're not squeezing the ball, but eventually somebody's going to squeeze it and he's going to throw a pick. And he also has to be cognizant of throwing into defensive linemen and that ball getting batted up into the air. Chase Claypool saved an interception on a play like that this weekend. But Ben's got to be better. He got better protection this weekend. He's improving, but it's average. The offensive line, average. No push the first half. Better push the second half. No room for Harris. Harris has been good. I would not say he's been great. I would not say he's been excellent. He's been good. He's a rookie. He is the offense. But he could be better. The receivers. Average. Deontay Johnson made some nice plays. Nothing game-breaking. Chase Claypool had probably his worst game of the season. Pat Freyermuth got involved finally in the passing attack. That's only going to continue to expand as the season goes on. But just in general, average. And when you combine an average performance on offense and defense and your team has given up that many rushing yards, you're going to need a late game saving play from your all world outside linebacker to win. And unfortunately, that's not a sustainable model if this team wants to win and compete for the postseason, which it absolutely does. So this bye week couldn't come at a better time for them just to disconnect, clear their minds, 
step away from the game, rest up, come back, and then get ready to get after it. And really, I always say after eight games, you know what type of team that you have. They're currently three and three. I think the next two contests, whatever their record is at that point, is going to tell you all you need to know about this season. And studyins, with that, studyins, 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 this is the end of episode number 128. I want to thank you so much for being a listener of the study sessions, for sharing my work with your family and friends, for being a beautiful, beautiful still studying. Please drop me a line at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Would love to connect with you. You can also give me a follow on Twitter and connect with me that way at Still Study. If you haven't checked out my podcast with Jim Wexel, I have it linked in the show notes. It's called the Steelers Insider Podcast. It's great stuff. But I'm just appreciate, appreciative you join me here today on this Tuesday. And as we close out, I just want to remind you, life is and always will be beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everybody. Make it a great Tuesday and have a great week out.